I, I'm going to come out and say this. I do not buy the whole Chris Sale going to the hospital for a stomach flu thing. I don't buy it. And I don't why, think it's. And why? Not? I don't think it was the stomach flu. Are you doubting my manager? I'm doubting that it was the stomach flu. What do you think it was? and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. Here's your host, Kyle Corwin. What up, what up, and welcome back to the 3-0 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. This is episode 15. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate, say hello to the people. Hello, people. Welcome to... Episode fifteen, man. That's that's a round. We're I was thinking about that earlier. It's a nice round number, nice, nice benchmark. Good, yeah. good point to reach. We're yeah, we're cruising right along. Brewers also cruising right along. Big game, yeah. big win tonight. Uh, very convincing win. Going into L.A., shutting them out. Yeah. That was yeah, that was big time. It was a muscle flex, big time. Like I. Uh, I didn't see any of this happening, honestly. I figured, I kind of figured after uh, the Dodgers snuck out game two that they were going to put on at least one or two more wins before Brewers won again. But I guess I was wrong. I continue to underestimate these Brewers, probably like the rest of the country. Yeah, I mean, I felt, to be honest with you, I felt probably a little different in the sense that even the game that LA won, I still felt felt like Milwaukee was in control for a good portion of the game, if not yeah. the majority of the game. And obviously with their their win in game one, um, for me, I just felt like they had been in the driver's seat kind of the whole series and then coming into LA tonight, picking up this win. I mean, if it wasn't for a Justin Turner two-run homer, I mean – they're yeah. three nothing right now. Yeah. Also, I think I'm probably going to blame it a little mismanagement, in my opinion, with Craig Council um, for the the length that he used for Josh Hader in the first game. What did he go like three innings? Yeah, in forty pitches. And see, I don't know. I was actually I was going to ask you about that because kind of seeing how it how it played out and seeing uh kind of how they were able to utilize their bullpen following that like in the next game um I don't know I was kind of a fan of it because he's basically coming out and saying hey we're going all in game one I mean he's going to be useless game two but making a statement right out of the gate also I mean I don't know if it's as much as mismanagement or I mean, we don't know the full story, but like to me, I feel like you got to ask Hater. You're like, Hey, how do you feel right now? Like, can you give me an inning? Can you give me one out? Can you give me that, that Max Muncy matchup? You know what I mean? Like, can you just give me that? And so I, I don't know. I feel like even with the 40 pitches the day before, I just, uh, who knows what the conversation was, but something tells me adrenaline can take care of that uh, that 
the amount of pitches you threw the day before, and not to mention they had an off day right after before coming to L.A. Right. So it's like he would have had the rest. Do you, I feel like he could have given me one at bat or one inning. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. That's just me. But like we've mentioned on here before, this isn't just your average bullpen. I mean, they have they have options. This is true. Um, but I mean, we're being we're, we're being surprised by their pitching staff on all cylinders. I mean, you got Brandon Woodruff in game one hitting a four hundred seven foot home run off of Kershaw. I mean, that's just not something you see every day. Yeah. And then on um, the, on the flip side, you got Justin Turner over in the other dugout, K and four times. Um, especially there in the ninth, that first game with the tying run on third. Yeah, that was that was rough. I mean, obviously rebounds in game two with the two run homer, like I mentioned. But I don't know. I think we're seeing a little bit of everything over there in the National League. Very up and down performance by the Dodgers. Like very inconsistent. Um, the Brewers. I, I feel like you you almost know what you're going to get. You can expect four to six runs every game. You know, and and good pitching. Whereas the Dodgers. Who knows? You don't know if we're going to have 12 strikeouts as a team tonight. You well, know, it's... I mean, they, they've they been probably about as inconsistent as you can be with runners in scoring position. Like, tonight they were... I'm sure you saw the the graphic come out on the screen. They are 0 for 10 tonight with runners in scoring position, and that puts them... Or that moves them, rather, to uh, 4 for 20 in this series, which... If you're trying, to, if you're that. trying to beat the Brewers, a team that is known for their pitching, I mean the the thing is, is you're you're obviously getting runners on base, but I think it goes without saying you need to be able to capitalize in those situations. And I don't really think you can consider yourself a World Series caliber team if you can't get these guys in in the NLCS. I agree. I agree. I mean the the Bellinger pop up tonight was a perfect example. Uh, where it was, what was it, second and third, no out? Uh, was it? Yeah. Yeah, second and third, no out. Yeah. It was right after that double. Um, And just a monster gangster hack. And Grandal struck out with Oof. two outs, or with one out to make two outs. And then Dozier caved up looking to end the game. That was an emotional ninth inning. I'll tell you what, man. Dodgers are just. I don't think Dave Roberts really puts uh, puts the reins on very tightly around that team in terms of keeping your emotions to yourself. I mean, they're they're, they're I, pretty wild. I know you're a fan for for classic reasons of David Dave Roberts, but I don't know. I, he's so back and forth. Like you bench. You bench Bellinger for not hustling out a double, right? Or you bench Puig in the past couple of years for being weird Puig. And then at the same time, you're cool with dudes breaking bats over their knees and chucking their bats when they pop up. It's just like, I I don't know. I understand it. We've all been there as players or we've been there as fans as far as frustration goes. But like... Uh, I don't. I I honestly feel like Dave Roberts doesn't have much of a spine, as a manager goes. I think that's kind of harsh, but that's the way I see it. Yeah, I mean, as you kind of alluded to, I I feel just a little differently. Um, 
I I think he's one of those guys that's on the older side, if you will, not an old guy, but he's like getting to the point where he's he's been removed from the game for a while. Yeah. Um, but I still think he's he's kind of in that sweet spot where he's young enough to where he can still kind of reel guys in at times. He's not like I don't want to bring Buck Showalter into it because obviously he's he's good for his own reasons. Uh, but a guy like that that's been so far removed from playing that can't, as we've talked about before, can't really relate to the guys as well. I think Dave Roberts is 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 in that sweet spot. Yeah. I I also feel like he's definitely with the trend of managers right now. And a big trend we're going to see is the yes-man managers who probably don't don't really write the lineups on their own. Yeah. It's a lot of analytics and it's a lot of I I honestly feel like it's a lot of GM help. Right. Like like Aaron Boone. It's the same way. Aaron Boone doesn't write that lineup. And it's obvious because he doesn't know how to manage, you know, his own team when it comes to pitching either. So like I feel like he's that style. Unfortunately, it's not something I'm happy to see in baseball, but it just it is what it is, I guess. Um so I don't know, but the truth is that like they have some weird woes going on right now. I mean, with Grandal just being a piece of Swiss cheese behind the plate. Yeah. And Kershaw being the weird postseason Kershaw that he likes to be. It's... He showed he showed a, a small glimpse there a while back where people thought he had finally gotten the monkey off his back, but to Was it? Yeah, to respond with the the outing he had the other night, not not what you want to do. I don't get it. I don't get it, man. It's him and David Price. I feel like are in the same same category. Oh, we'll get to him. I got <laughs> I got some some opinions on him. Uh, but kind of going back to, I, I know I was talking about emotion and energy. Um, a guy that we saw tonight, obviously. Uh, take the mound there in the ninth Jeremy Jeffress what do you what are your thoughts on him because to me he's obviously he's obviously very good but from what I've seen he's very he's very high energy and like I remember watching um I think it was in that second game he gave up the two-run home run to to Turner um but the Indian before that he was I think he had shut shut the inning down in the seventh, I believe. Um, yeah. And walking off the mound, he was just, he was feeling himself, understandably so. I mean, Miller Park is going nuts. But to me, it seems that, it seems as though he struggles to channel that emotion sometimes, which can be scary for a closer or a back-end guy. That To me, that's not what you exactly want. You want a guy that can kind of... you. Based on his like his body language, you don't know if he's pitching great or terribly yeah. because it's it's kind of that stoic, kind of middle middle ground mind or like attitude. So I mean, I don't know, I, I don't I, know how you feel about him, but I don't know if it's if it's like too much energy for him. I definitely agree with that kind of kind of lifestyle. Like we, if we look at well, specifically in my opinion, the two. Stat-wise, too, the two best closers we've ever seen is Mario Rivera and Trevor Hoffman. 
uh, two very stoic guys. Right. You have no idea, like you said, if they're about to win game seven of a World Series or they're just closing out a normal game. You know what I mean? You have no idea. Right. Um, I, I like that ice in the veins type energy. Um, now, I, it's so tough because like emotion, I think, in my opinion, can come out on like a walk off home run or a walk off hit in general. But like I want that ice in the veins guy. Whether it's at the plate or on the bump, um, I don't want to see insane emotion out of my closer if it's the seventh or the eighth, and it's not game over yet. Save it for after the game. Save it for the last pitch. I'm cool with it then. But I agree, it can definitely you can get overhyped. Absolutely, get overhyped as a player. And I, spe- I, I feel like in his situation too, where he's like a multi, he's a multi inning guy at times. I mean. Like obviously he'll come in for the ninth at times, but there's also those outings where he's going, he's asked to to pitch in both the eighth and the ninth. And that to me that like, kind of like you were just saying, it's, you can, you can overhype yourself like while you're in the dugout or walking to the dugout or walking from the dugout. And it's just to me, I mean, he's making it work. I'm, I'm not knocking the guy because I mean, Otherwise, he wouldn't be here in the position he's in. But it's just one of those things where it makes you wonder, is is he setting himself up to put him – like, is he going to put himself in a situation to fail because of that? Like, I, I don't know. I'll be yeah. curious to see. It can, it can definitely affect you. It's It has to. I understand adrenaline as far as – kind of not feeling because every dude in this postseason no matter what people think every dude in this postseason is banged up right something is wrong with each and every player and they're just dealing with it and the adrenaline is kind of making it numb uh, i'm okay with that adrenaline taking over and, and helping you in that way but if you get overhyped you i i honestly feel like there's i mean there's such thing as overthrowing there's such thing as over swinging that can happen when you're overhyped. So, like, I don't know. That's just me. But I think we're on the same page with it. Well, I'm going to take a quick second here before we hop into the Stroh Sox series. And I'm going to read you all this SeatGeek promo ad. SeatGeek, are you looking for tickets? Do you have plans with friends or family to make it to an upcoming game or concert? Or are you even looking months ahead to nail down a date to get tickets before they sell out? With SeatGeek, you can find tickets to games, concerts, shows, and even theater performances with just a few easy clicks. We're making it even better for you if you're a first-time user of SeatGeek. The next time you add some tickets to your cart, use our promo code DTD at checkout to save $20 instantly off your purchase as a first-time user. So all you got to do to save some of that cold, hard cash and our promo code DTD at checkout. All right, bringing it back over to the AL, a series that admittedly, both you and I have probably paid a little more attention to. Um, yeah. But, I mean, nobody can blame us. We're both AL guys. I feel like World I, Series winners coming out of the AL. Yeah, no matter what I mean, we've said that for that, Yeah. I think people have been saying that for months at this point. Yeah. Um, including myself. Um, All right. Series tied. Game of peace. Houston obviously... Took game one, convincing fashion. Verlander was sharp. Sale, not as much. Um, although, 
both guys, I will say, struggled with her control at times. Um, Sale, obviously, a little more. Yeah. But game two, different story. You got a guy who has, has been made very clear by countless media outlets at this point. Hasn't won a postseason game yet as a starter. Um, but he didn't pitch... David Price didn't pitch, like, it wasn't terrible. I mean, nah, it, it was... Does, don't tell me, don't tell me this <laughs> gives you any type of confidence in him. It, no, no, but I will say, no, in terms of confidence, not none at all. But yeah, okay, good. I, he, he did all, the standard is, or the expectation rather is very low with him, or at least it was for me this, this last game. And I will say that he did what we needed him to do, and that's oh. to keep Houston under like ten runs, which he was <laughs> able to do. I think I think he was bailed out by bad defense by the Astros, jittery play by Garrett Cole. Um, I think that's it, and a good offense, obviously, in the Red Sox. So, like, I think he was bailed out. I am still not giving him the ball in a clutch situation. I still want nothing to do with him if I am the Red Sox decision maker here. Um, it's not any type of confidence. I, uh, he's, he's still eh. He's still very eh. And I, to me, if he would have, how many innings did he go? Four and two thirds. Which... And through four, four and th- four through four and two thirds innings, he had allowed four runs. Garrett Cole through four and two thirds innings had allowed five. That's all I'm going to say. Earned though. Well, granted, four were earned, but nonetheless, okay. there was a five spot on the board after and... four and two thirds. And I mean, people might not agree with me on this, but to me, game two is a must win. And absolutely, hundred percent. Very, yeah. I mean, you're heading to you're heading to Houston for three, four, and five. Yeah. The fact you guys would have been done. Yeah, would have been done. The, the fact that he gets the ball made me very nervous. And I will say, for me, it was a game time decision on whether or not I was going to trust Price. I was I was going back and forth on it all day. It made me sick to my stomach. Couldn't make up my mind. I was like. I don't know if this dude is going to flop again or if he's going to give us three, four solid innings. Um, really didn't do either. He kind of did, like I said, did a little better than what we hoped for. He he kept yeah. he kept it he kept the runs off the board for his standards, but I don't know. He's he's still sketchy. So speaking of a lefty starter, do you – I'm going to come out and say this. I do not buy the whole Chris Sale going to the hospital for a stomach flu thing. I don't buy it. And I don't why, think it's – And why not? I don't think it was a stomach flu. Are you doubting my manager? I'm doubting that it was a stomach flu. What do you think it was? I think it was an MRI. I think he was getting an MRI in his arm for not being able to get over 91. I mean I, – I truly feel it was either that or cortisone shot or something in his arm that is being kept under wraps. And it was covered up by some stomach flu theory. It's a, it's the Chris sale conspiracy. And I'm telling you, 
if he comes out in his next start and he's throwing 95, 96 again, there was a cortisone shot. I mean, but I mean, you might be right, but doesn't that have to come to light at some point in terms of like the next week? Because if this thing goes five, six, seven games, he's obviously going to be asked to take the ball. Yeah. And like something has to give there, doesn't it? Yeah. I don't know. Some, I, I don't know if it'll come out during the playoffs, but I really, truly do not believe it was the stomach flu. I can't not. There's no way because how there's something going on. Because I mean, it went, makes like, sense. I mean, he he, did, went like, he was he was all over the map with his yeah. location, and that was he just went, not him. He went like the last, what, three or four starts before the postseason, if not more, where he was around that 89, 90, 91 range. Then all of a sudden he gets the adrenaline against the Yankees and figures out how to throw 97 again. And then now with this series, he's back down again. There's something going on, and it's being covered up. And if him and David Price can't figure out your stuff, you cannot just rely on Joe Kelly playing playing middle relief for the rest of this series. Hey, just just let us worry, to worry about our business, all right? You you feel, yeah. y'all figure figure out who you're inviting to spring training next year. We'll we'll yeah, we'll yeah. figure it out. Um, Joe Kelly is filthy, by the way. Yeah, how about freaking throwing it, Bregman? Give me more of that, Joe Kelly, please. Bregman I... is a flipping tool. I <laughs> I cannot. I'm very quickly starting to strongly dislike that guy fair i mean he is evolving into one of the cockiest if not the cockiest player in major league baseball and i'm not the only one who's saying that so and not to mention did you see did you see his little charade today or maybe it was like late last night or something where he posted quote-unquote pre-game like film work on his Instagram story. And it was literally a highlight clip of the Astros going back to back to back off Evaldi when he was with the Rays in June. So he's essentially like trolling the Red Sox by putting that highlight clip on his Instagram story, which he then deleted. So props to you, dude, like someone told him way to freaking sack up and keep it up. No, I'm I'm going to take it down. What a, What's, yeah, he's um he's interesting, man. The chip, the chip is way too obvious for me. It's way too visible. The chip on his shoulder is way too visible. Like, uh, it, didn't he go? It wasn't he a number two overall pick? Wasn't he behind Garrett Cole or something like that? He was no, up was, there. Uh, I don't remember the number. He was he was no, definitely up there. He was, there. He was picked behind someone big. Yeah, like what? What do you like? What what chip on your shoulder? Like you were stud at LSU. You were number two overall pick, but you're not. You haven't been snubbed, so stop acting like you've been snubbed. And you're, you're like you immediately made an impact when you came up last year, right? Yeah, I don't think like, anybody has ever like doubted his. That's what I'm like, saying. So don't talent, don't dude. act like a little man if no one's treating you like a little man. I mean, the, the Altuve thing. Altuve definitely is allowed to have a chip, but he's way freaking humble. 
Yeah, I mean he's you know I mean? he's he's loose, but it's not like an arrogant. I mean he's just out there just balling out. He's yeah. just having a good old time. You're not allowed to have a chip on your shoulder. I'm sorry. He's like I'm trying. Sorry. He's trying. It's very clear. He's like trying to create this like villain persona. Like he he wants people to dislike him so he can take on this like. Yeah, I gotta prove to the world. Blah, like just save it, dude. What also, you, I doing? think. I think Joe Kelly hit him on purpose. Oh, absolutely. And that's what I'm saying. Give me more of that. I don't know. You I guys need I need that. more Alex Bregman pitch to the ribs, to the chin. Give me more of that. Plus, he's right on the plate. Like, he is right up on it. Yeah. Come on, dude. Back off the plate or stop complaining that you're getting thrown up and in all the time. Like, figure it out. Yeah. What a, um, what a tool. Yeah, so, I mean... To me, I am. I'm sweating if I'm you, brother. If Nathan Evaldi does he get? I'm assuming he's getting yeah, game three, right? Yeah, he's game three. If he doesn't come out and do it, what he's been doing, if he wavers in any way, you should be sweating buckets because you're. No, I, I saw your starting rotation is your big strength, and if we see an early exit by Nathan Evaldi and more bullpen guys. This is not last Hey, game. hey, we made it work game two, man. Matt Barnes, Rick Porcello coming in for a, a spot inning or two. I mean, we're making it work. At least for the last game. I can't say, can't say for the whole series, but at least last game. And uh, to be honest with you, I'm not terribly concerned because I saw a couple glimpses of the ghosts of Red Sox past helping us out game two. I'm sure you saw the, the JBJ... Uh, bases clearing double, where we had a little help there down down the left field line with the ball Big rolling help. down the wall. Big that's help. that's not co- coincidence, man. That's 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 Teddy Quirky ball. Man. That's Teddy ball game. That's that's Johnny Pesky helping us out, man. I'm telling you, they're there. They're helping us out, and they I guarantee you, they hopped on the Fenway, flight with us to Houston. Fenway quirkiness. They hopped on the flight with us to Houston, and they're there, Minute Maid, ready to end this thing in five. Whoa. Is that your prediction? Three straight? I already told you my prediction. This game, this is going seven. Yeah. I'm just big talk right now. Yeah, that's fair. That's allowed. Um, also, yeah, game game two, one other note, uh, Marwin Gonzalez, again, Two run blast. When are yeah, when are we gonna when are we gonna give this when are we gonna give my 2019 free agency pick some respect? Should we re, should we re release that that Insta pick? No, because everybody's still gonna pick your team, and I'm okay. Wait, with well, that. Hey, I'll say I put Grandal on that on that lineup, and I'm very much regretting that. Yeah, that guy's not that, gonna have huh? a job next year. Man, Who forgets it. how to like? He just forgot how to catch a fastball at his face today like huh so uh looks like looks like my lineup wasn't as bad as people thought it was interesting. one guy interesting well no one two guy. if you count your pick whatever two guys that uh have been surprises much to my delight yeah what are your uh what are your predictions for game game three and four of the other series game four um. Well, 
in the NLCS with the nature of this kind of inconsistency with LA, I'm going to say that game four will catch them on an upswing and they'll figure out a way to make it work at home and even out the series 2-2 because I've got that going six. Um, and then game three of the Boston-Houston series, I'm going to... I'm gonna say Boston's taking the win. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say uh, Evaldi duplicates his efforts in New York, um, or at least somewhat handles the job. Uh, I think I think he gets the job done. I think the offense picks back up where they left off from Game Two. Um, I'm going to say that they're going to quiet down Minute Maid real quick right out of the gate in the first two innings. I don't know what mm. that's going to look like, but I have a feeling that's going to happen. Who are the Strohs going with? Is it is it Keuchel? Um, I believe that is who they're going with. Yep. Mm. Keuchel at 12-11 and 11 on the season with a 3-7-4 ERA. Oy. Oy. I'm going to say that game's very low scoring. Both those guys, for the most part, have known to keep it in the yard. Nathan Valdi is a hard sinker. I'm telling and, you, you you might think I'm crazy. I'm telling you, Bregman is going to make that team pay for acting like an idiot. They he's he's putting just like Judge did with the um, uh, the the New York New York. I'm telling you, it's it's unnecessary pressure on guys who already already have enough pressure on themselves. Like Keiko's gonna have to go in there and pick up Bregman's slack in that regard of like, all right, Bregman put his foot in his mouth. So <laughs> I don't know. I think they're gonna have some internal issues with that, and I think I mean I won't say it's gonna cause a big deal, but I'll, I'll say that it'll at least be a distraction at least. I don't think so. I think um, you and I might be. Smarter than Alex Cora on one thing, and that was Eduardo Nunez should not be seeing the field for the rest of these post this postseason. Yeah, not a fan of his uh, defensive prowess. Horrible! He's so bad. He's... Like I don't know. We should have like a who's worse tweet: Grandal or Eduardo Nunez? Seriously. It's bad. Can we pick both of them? Is that is that an option? I don't know. I kind of like that idea. We should send that to the people. Because I've been saying Rafael Devers for a while. I don't understand what's going on. Ian Kinsler can't hit anything if he, even if he had a boat paddle. Um, Brock Holt should be playing. I don't understand. Well, here's, now, here's the problem. You he's not going to play against Keiko though. So it's like, Well, you can't. I was thinking of a, a possible tweet to put out, and you can't. You can't pose it as who would you trust to make the final play of the game because Nunez was the guy that closed the deal that essentially yeah, put, the the, one put the spike play. put put his spikes on New York's throat there in the ninth inning and sealed the deal. The, the one final nail in the coffin. The one play. Send them packing. And even with onward that play, to twenty nineteen, let's get no. ready for spring training. I think no anyone more, else playing no first more, base. No more boombox or Marin Judge. Anyone else playing first base? Sweet Caroline, work. Tessie. Any 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 other first baseman that play doesn't is he safe? 
Steve Pierce did an, an insane job staying on the bag right there. So I, I think it was quick as far as transfer damage, goes. Best team in baseball. With Eduardo Nunez, but Steve Pierce made that play what it was. And anyway, I don't even want to talk about the Yankees right now. I don't want to talk about the Yankees anymore. I want them out of everyone's mouth, especially TBS. And I'm continuing my terror on burn down TBS. Stop talking about the Yankees. Keep them out of your mouth. Stop it. Can they just stop talking, like, period? Like, I'm, I'm done with them. So bad. John Smoltz is the only good thing that we're hearing in the playoffs. I encourage you, I encourage you, the next game you watch on TBS, go to twitter.com slash search and type in TBS comma mute. And you will see <laughs> all of the people that absolutely cannot stand that broadcast for, for a multitude of reasons, m- much of which have to do with Ron Darling, who is doesn't know freaking baseball from soccer. He's drunk. I swear to God, he's drunk. Ron Darling's drunk. We have to, I think we have to embrace that idea. Are, are you he's saying not that we should there. start a slanderous rumor? I would. I, yeah, that's I want not, to. That's not what we're known for here, Nate. We don't, we don't do these things. We just state facts. All right, Ron Darling's an idiot. Could be drunk. That's what the headline should say. Possible drinker. Uh, I predict we've got a very tight game. Uh, but I do think the Red Sox win game three. Keiko is not the Keiko of old. Nathan Evaldi is. Now, been how are you going to tell me that up. the Red Sox are going to win Game Three when I said they were going to win Game Three, and you're like, ah, ooh, I've been thinking about uh, it. I've been thinking about it. I've been I don't know. Thinking about it, but it's a squeezer. It's going to be a tight one because both those guys keep it in the yard. Like I said, uh, but who knows? Tight like freaking Alex Bregman's jersey. Figure it out, dude. Stop See? with this schmedium nonsense. Well, he's medium sized. So <laughs> now someone now he has a reason to have a chip on his shoulder. Cause I am now telling him how small he's he is. Freaking people call him a five tool player, you know, he's just a tool. <laughs> and um medium sized jersey isn't gonna win you an MVP. We're actually gonna agree on this, I think, on both. I think the Dodgers go off tomorrow. I got a, some kind of feeling. There's a lot of anger built up. Dodgers go off tomorrow. Can you tell me something? What's up? How, as the Houston Astros, do you not beat David Price? This has been they on my did. mind. This Look, has been on my mind Garrett for the Cole last like 36 hours or 24 Garrett Cole hours. That up. Garrett Cole coughed that up in a 308-foot pop-up to left field. They didn't beat David Price. Benching clearing double. If the game would have remained, if the, if the score would have remained the same at the end of four and two thirds, the Red Sox win five to four. How do you not score more runs off of David Price and this supposed terrible bullpen that is just quote unquote trash and the worst in baseball? Hey, I don't think they're terrible. I just think they're overused right now. 
because of the way David Price is thrown. Like, he has single-handedly overused your bullpen. It's okay. I wasn't looking for a legitimate explanation. I was just more throwing it out there that the Houston Astros, the supposed best team in baseball, can't beat the worst, arguably the worst starter in Major League Baseball postseason history. That's all I'm going to say on that. Uh, I think we're done here unless you have any other thoughts. No. <laughs> even no. un even unbaseball related unbaseball related yeah that sounds what am i saying non-baseball related any thoughts you'd like to share anything you'd like to get off your chest anything that you've processed since the beat down in the bronx that you can finally put into words that you'd like to share with the people i'm truly miserable um Football sucks this year. My fantasy team sucks this year. The Yankees are done. Gregorius is going to be gone until like July. Um, I'm miserable. I will say one good thing. Um, I was telling you earlier, my new golf buddy that I gave a lesson to tonight hooked me up with a brand new driver. So Papa will be taking out his brand new tailor-made driver on the course real soon. That's, that's a pretty sweet deal. I will say if I was offered the same thing, I'd probably have to decline because last time I went golfing, it was with my uh, some of my coworkers. And at the time, I didn't have a set. I was still working on getting one. So one of my coworkers offered me up t- to use uh, one of his drivers off the tee. Next, you broke it. Next thing I know. Uh, the ball is still sitting on the tee and the driver head is rolling 30 yards down the fairway. <laughs> um, so that's, that's you, my was golf it experience. You, was it because you caught a whole lot of earth and it just took the driver head with Honest it? Honest to God, you can ask anybody that I was with. They were as confused as I was. You looked at the face of the driver. There was hardly any grass on it. It was... It was a mystery to me. I don't know. I blame your friend. It must be. I think the, it, was a, it must I think be the driver. It was a setup. Driver was already flawed. Probably. He probably just gave me. He did say it was only like thirty bucks, so that's probably why. All right. Well, that about does it. Um, thanks for tuning. Nope. That's not gonna be my outro. I'm gonna start this over. <laughs> Thanks as always for tuning in. We'll catch back up with you guys later this week to recap some more LCS games. In the meantime, subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to it and leave that review and rating. five stars. Five stars. We love you all. And as always, we're looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until then, stay filthy.